everybody this is Trish with Urban Farming with Trish. I have M here today with New Garden Who This. Hi M. Hey Trish thanks for having me. You're welcome. I just wanted to talk to you because first of all from what I can see I think you're an awesome mom well, and I think your experience you can share with other moms that's at home in this pandemic teaching their children at home and um, I noticed that you were teaching your children about gardening and the importance of the beneficial insects in a garden, such as the ladybugs and butterflies. Um, tell us about your experience of as far as being an at-home mom and educating your children. Well, you know what? I actually feel like I'm a little bit ahead of the game because I've been homeschooling now for three years. Okay since my little my oldest was in kindergarten we started mm -hmm. uh, this is this has been my first year of doing it by myself mm -hmm. I used to outsource a lot of the things that I didn't want to do like science I didn't want to do the science projects because I'm not into messes I'm not into you know all the things that make science fun for kids at least I wasn't until we started this garden and we started back in December mm -hmm. and they, the kids started off with their little cups and, you know, to germinate their seeds and they're learning all the words and they build an excitement for it, except right. the bugs. Mm. They don't like the bugs. Mama don't like the bugs either, <laughs> but we have to coexist. And so I wanted to teach them about the beneficial insects. And that was the video that, that you saw where mm -hmm. um, I did a, butter, um, a ladybug release because we have an aphid problem. Mm -hmm. the aphids were eating everything, which made the kids not even want to go outside because yeah. they, they just felt gross because all of these tiny little green and orange bugs everywhere. Yeah, they love so tomatoes. Yeah, They love to, well, you know what? They've really been into my lettuces mm. more than anything else. So they, and roses, they've been into my roses. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the girls didn't want to go out because ew, bugs. And so we went and got the ladybugs. They were still grossed out by the ladybugs. Yeah. But at least they were interested. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and of course, all of the, the flowers outside, everything drew in the bees. They're mm -hmm. scared to death of the bees. No, so, what, I mean, and I'm getting over it. I'm getting mm -hmm. over it in this garden. So what I decided was to develop a curriculum for them that would introduce the benefits of these bugs and why mm -hmm. we need them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all, everybody has heard about save the bees. Yeah. We all heard about that. Mm -hmm. And it's important that this next generation grows up with that in their mind from the mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. We need to stop using pesticides. They kill the bees. And mm -hmm. now they notice when we're out in our courtyard and the bees are dead on the ground, they notice it now. And they go, oh, that bee was that bee could have helped us, you know. Mm -hmm. And I like that for them because I want them to be good global citizens, mm -hmm. not just people, but also insects and animals and I just want yeah. them to respect life 
Absolutely. I want them to know their connection to the planet mm-hmm. and to know that their hands have power. And so mm-hmm. their hands are in the dirt now. All of our hands are in the dirt now. Mm-hmm. And we're responsible for taking care of the the, the animals and the, the insects that are in our presence. Mm-hmm. And so we're working on it. We're developing. I mean, we're doing things like we're learning the anatomy of insects. We're learning the life cycles of insects. Um, there's a lot going on over here that happened in just a, a few months. Yeah. I just want to uh, just call out some of the, the, the name of the insects that are good for the garden. And I wrote it down because I knew I wasn't going to remember all of it off top. So we have ladybugs are good. The praying mantis is good. The spider mite predator. It's on here, but is that really yeah, good? I don't, I, don't, I don't quite find that one good myself. Right. And then I, I see the, um, they say I'm it's sure, beneficial. The white I'm sure fly predator. Something that we don't want around. I haven't yes. looked at the spider mites because I have to start with the insects that are going to be appealing to exactly. a, a five and seven. So we know ladybugs and butterflies are a go. Right. In fact, we're we're actually uh well we're raising some butterflies right now. We have caterpillars. Aww. Yeah, we've got little caterpillars going. How did you get those? So we ordered these. Um there's there's lots of companies online where you can order them and they come as tiny, tiny little caterpillars. They look like rice almost. They're that tiny when they wow. come. And this particular kit comes with the food. It comes with the, the net that you switch them over to. We've already gone over the instructions so the girls know what to expect. And they're watching it every day. They're, they're just interested. And so it's making all the lessons just kind of flow because they have this hands-on experience with these particular insects. Yeah, watching and then when they see them. Absolutely. And then they're, they're also learning by watching, like they can see how the insects eat. And I, even, I had to do a video because they refused to go out the day that I did the ladybug release because there were 1500 ladybugs. Oh, That's wow. a lot. That's a lot of ladybugs. Yes. And they were everywhere. There are a few videos on um, my page, New Garden, Who Dis, because mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated by them. And I just, I just had to share. And what I did for the girls, since they didn't want to go out when they were so active, is I, I just did a little controlled experiment and I put them in a container and did videos and show, and they were able to watch the ladybugs eating the aphids. And now they can see the roses blooming, right. which we were worried that they wouldn't. And yeah. I'm just loving teaching them this life cycle and Absolutely. giving them given them the importance of that connection. It just, it's invaluable mm-hmm. to me to be connected with nature. And, you know, in a regular school curriculum, I think this particular curriculum will come at a later age group. The fact that you're teaching them so young and according to you, they're understanding everything about it means that maybe the main independent school district need to make some changes. Maybe our children can learn things a little bit sooner then waiting until they're older and then don't want to hear it at that time, at that point. Right. Well, you know, what I'm finding is that children will learn anything that you teach them, anything, anything. Mm -hmm. They don't have limitations about grade levels or what's appropriate for that Mm -hmm. age. You know, they'll learn absolutely anything. And what we have is the benefit of being really close 
so that I can, I can watch what they're interested in. I can mm-hmm. observe and use the things. We've had lessons using dolls because they are really into dolls. Mm-hmm. The teachers don't get to do that. You know, in the, sure. in the traditional school setting, they have to, they have to toe the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have to toe the line. Mm-hmm. They don't get to say, oh, Sarah's really into this. So let me use this to help her. They don't mm-hmm. get to focus on Sarah. They have to yeah. focus on the whole. Which is unfortunate, yeah. It is unfortunate. And for those of us who have the privilege of homeschooling Mm -hmm. by choice, Mm -hmm. you know, it it really is a privilege to be able to be home with my children and to know them as people. And to, you know, and people always ask about socialization and that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. now everybody kind of gets to see with the pandemic. Yeah. But it's, this is not homeschooling. Just so you know, pandemic um, is not homeschooling. When our children are at school, the teachers probably will spend more waking time with our children than we do. So this pandemic actually is just a blessing in disguise. It's it's not good, but it's a, in some ways, it's a blessing in disguise. Yes. In many, many situations, Mm -hmm. it is a blessing. And for the people who have lost loved ones, it is a terrible, terrible, dear tragedy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so polar you know, this situation, because for me, it's been, it's been a good bonding experience with my, my mm-hmm. nearest and dearest, because we don't get out to be with other people. So That's we just true. bring to one another. And, yeah. and although the children do miss their social life, they do miss their co-ops, you know, mm-hmm. they miss their park days, they miss going to the museums and all the things that we traditionally can do as homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. They miss all of those things, yeah. which is why I felt the need to bring more into the house. Mm-hmm. You know, this we I never thought about having a garden here before. It's only a 1200 square foot condo. There's mm-hmm. really not a lot of space here. Right. But the good thing is it doesn't take a lot of space to build mm-hmm. a container garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can grow herbs on a windowsill. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to let a child watch a seed grow. Right. You know, from so, the beginning to end, beginning all the way to their plate. Because but it's really it's really bigger than that, because. They'll also know how to survive. Who knows what the future holds? You're teaching them how to plant a seed and grow food that they can actually eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah, as you should be. We talked about the, the some of the bad bugs or bad insects in a garden. I'm just going to call out some. No, we talked about the good ones. I'm sorry. The good ones. We which talked is about the, the bad aphids. We didn't like. Yeah, them. the aphids are bad, bad, bad. When you see that, you know it is not a friend <laughs> mm-hmm. of your garden. And then you know what's weird because I'm I'm kind of looking at something. We know the spider mites are bad. The thrip bugs are bad. The fungus gnats are definitely annoying and bad for your garden. They were terribly um, annoying. The wood fly, the mealy bug. And the leaf miners. Well, we're dealing with cabbage moths quite a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they found this space pretty quickly. And yeah. so I'm always out there spraying neem oil on everything. To And that's the other thing. We're doing organic gardening. So yeah. because we're not using any pesticides, of course, mm-hmm. everything is going to find this attractive. We had a mouse on the patio the other day. We know the moths are bad because it creates those... Um, I forget the name of those caterpillars, the green ones. I'll show a pic Mm -hmm. that will tear your garden apart. Mm -hmm. And that's why 
I, this is the benefit of having a small container garden mm -hmm. is that you can actually go out and look at everything when it's yeah. really big and it's mm -hmm. outside, you know, it's a little harder to stay on top of everything, but I have been on top of everything because, you know, I think I probably have about 30 plants. Okay. Not, that's, that's still a pretty, it's a good size. Absolutely. Size. Yeah. But my, my time is about 30 minutes unless I have something intense going mm -hmm. on out there. But it's about 30 minutes of maintenance, just checking the underside of leaves to mm -hmm. see who's who's moved in and working out a solution. And really, that's what it's been, because I, I don't know all of this stuff. I've never had mm -hmm. a garden. I mean, when I was a kid, my grandparents had a garden, mm -hmm. but I didn't get all into the, the fine details of the insects and mm -hmm. the, the pests that they had to deal with. And so I'm learning as we go. And that's mm -hmm. something that I also think is valuable to my children is mm -hmm. that they get to see me as a full grown adult, still learning things. Yeah. You know? learning and it'll, together. Absolutely. And it'll instill in them the value of being a lifetime learner. Well, they're going to love it even more because we have a few days to spring and mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Um, which zone are you in? I'm in zone 10 B. 10 B. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we really don't have many, we can get, we can All grow year round. round. Yeah. Most things we can grow year round. I do have to be careful about a few things because mm -hmm. it does get so hot. And so the cool weather things like broccoli are kind of struggling. So I'm kind of babying the broccoli, mm -hmm. go out and cover her at noon and make sure. <laughs> yeah. And I was wondering, um, what advice can you give to homeschool moms? Like how do they get started or get motivated to add this curriculum into their children's um, work study or school well, study? I would say my, my first bit of advice is just, just talk to your kid about it mm -hmm. and see if this is a child who even is interested in staying home because you wouldn't want a child to feel trapped because their life has changed so drastically. Now with this pandemic, it's a little bit different because I feel like we have a little more leeway to make some different choices for our kids because they haven't had the choice to go to, to classes. Yeah. But um, the way that we do it is we, we, we're registered through a charter school. Mm -hmm. So we do still check in. I'm not an unschooler. That's a little, that was, um, I need some structure personally. I require structure. Okay. So we have, we have the charter school. We do check in with assignments and that kind of thing. So I would say, look into, um, look into homeschooling communities in your area, because there are groups everywhere. And there are people in your community that'll tell you how they've gone about doing it, because it's going to be different everywhere. I follow state standards, because I do still want my children competitive. If for some reason they decided that they did want to actually go to a physical school, mm -hmm. I want them to have that option and not feel behind in any way. Mm -hmm. So I like them to still be academically competitive, okay. along with having all of these extra experiences. Now, if you're already in the into pandemic schooling and you're deciding that you want to keep your kids out, I would say, first of all, breathe on it. Mm. breathe on it because we don't homeschool is not the same as school school yeah, and we exactly. shouldn't try to make it look like that mm -hmm. yeah I have lots of workbooks and things but that's because mm -hmm. that works for my children they right. like the accomplishment of completing a book mm -hmm. know your children find out how they learn individually because one teaching method isn't going to necessarily work for all of your children 
Right. Sometimes you may have a child who is a tactile learner. They need to touch mm-hmm. things. I have one who's a squisher. She needs to put her hands in mm-hmm. things. It's messy. And so I give her a lot of projects that allow her to do that right. in between getting the other things done. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a visual learner. She needs a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. She needs um, flashcards, the kind of things where she can just rep- have repetitive information. And it's just the kind of kid she is. It's the way that she operates. And that shows in everything else that she does, in the way that she plays, Mm -hmm. in the way that she cleans, in everything. You just, once you check out your kid, Mm -hmm. it'll be clear to you the method that you can use for homeschooling. Yeah, the style. And I mean, I think it's a, a, a beautiful thing that you're able to identify their needs. Because like, again, we said it earlier, when they're in a crowded classroom, kids can get lost in there. Mm-hmm. And everybody's not meant for school, even regular school. Every kid is not meant for college. Every kid is not meant for, for school. And being today, we know that most of that stuff is just a business anyway. Oh, you know it. You know it. And, yeah. and the fact that I was in one of the groups and someone mentioned that when you homeschool your child, you're taking funds from the local public school. Mm. <laughs> That should never be the first thought when it comes to educating our children. Mm -hmm. However, I I do understand that it is a business and it's a business that guides children to other businesses Mm -hmm. that then guides children to what? Work in other businesses. Right. I'm I'm trying to raise entrepreneurs here. Okay. I'm trying to raise, like I said, global citizens who can Mm -hmm. pick up and travel the world while being functional in society. And so to do that, they have to have no walls. They have to be free. You know, they have to to fly now and know that that's a possibility. Absolutely. I didn't know that. I mean, I I was a banker for 20 years Mm. before the children. Right. And I was dedicated to doing that and climbing that ladder. And Mm -hmm. I never saw this for myself. Well, I take that back. I saw it in retirement. I saw myself out in my garden in retirement. Mm-hmm. And now here we're living this life now. Every we're, day we get to live this life, and I'm so abundantly grateful that we get to do that. I feel yeah. so so blessed to be able to do that with my children. Right, you're definitely an inspiration. I definitely can can say that, and I hope all the moms who's out there homeschooling in this pandemic introduce gardening and the importance of insects in the garden and what's good and what's bad and to see things grow from the beginning to the end is priceless. You can't put a price tag on that. Not at all. Not at all. And and the the one subject that I said that I didn't necessarily want to do science is now the biggest subject in our house. This garden is in every subject. We have books or it's covering our literature. We're reading about it. We're studying on it. It's in the science. It's in the math because yes, my children are mixing soils. So they've done fractions this month already because I mean, this is what we're doing. This is our life. And we're, we're progressing into other things that are, I, I think they're about to start a business. Okay. We'll see. And, this, is, this is what they've been talking about. So, right. well, if so, um, Urban Farmer with Trish is going to be the first customer, if not one of the first few. <laughs> so, definitely keep us posted. So, to all the 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 moms out there um, who's homeschooling their children, definitely, if you want inspiration, you can definitely get it from M. 
and follow her on her page with New Garden Who Is. We definitely going to keep you, um, we're going to keep an eye on you. We want to learn. We want to see, you know, your journey in homeschooling right. because so far it's been so successful and we need this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the times are changing. We yes. are out here doing this. Like, changing for good. Absolutely. We're taking our space and we're building a whole new generation. Thank you so much, Em. Thank you, Trish. For your inspiration. And we're going to talk again. All right. Okay. So when we get right. those businesses going, we definitely want to keep an eye on that. But thank All you right. for being here. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Saw videos of them taking them down. Hmm. Just gonna get out the way for it. Okay, cause you working out. This one went around this this uh, aloe plant several times. Yeah, it's just doing laps. <laughs>